Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I'm joined by... Matt Slevin, also called Skyblood nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to be chatting to you today. Congratulations on your debut album, Skyblood, which gets released on the 22nd of November. How are you feeling now that it's a matter of days away? Uh, it feels good, you know. Um, it's uh, I'm kind of understanding... Uh, what the album sounds like, I guess, uh, you know, uh, it's been a while since I mixed it and everything. So now I get, you know, the reviews are starting to come in and it's really interesting to, you know, to learn what people think about it because it's been, it's been in my head for a couple of years, you know, so it's kind of hard to, uh, be, uh, you know, objective about it, I guess. Has it actually been seven years since you first put the work together, started to put the work together? Well, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, many of the songs I started writing, but many of those songs, I had those fragments or ideas, titles, whatever, for many years. But, you know, it, was, it wasn't until this last year, after I got in touch with Napalm Records, uh, and I got the contract where I really, you know, really looked at the songs and started to rewrite some stuff, rewrite lyrics and uh, rearrange them and all that stuff, you know. And... Uh, really just choosing what songs to, to put on this first album because I, I had a lot of had a lot of demos to choose from. So how satisfying is it for you to have your own album having worked with Candlemass, Advanced, Malmsteen, etc.? Well I mean it's uh, to me it's amazing because, you know, for all those years I kinda I always knew that I wanted to do something by myself, but I guess like like twenty years ago I didn't have. I didn't feel like I had the knowledge. I didn't feel like I was writing good songs enough for whatever. I didn't have, uh, you know, I didn't feel good enough about it. And then, you know, all through the years, I've been doing other stuff, and especially those last five, five, six years that I played with Candlemas, I really didn't want to. I didn't want to put the solo album out because I felt it was kind of disturbing uh, what I did in Candlemas because it's hard enough to play in Candlemas anyway with having so many singers before before me and you know you just want to be a part of the band and be like a you know like a be in the team so to speak so I was kind of I always I guess I just waited for the right moment to release the album and that happened after the split with Candlemas last year. So, so yeah, I've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> so why did you choose the name Skyblood? Well, you know, I started thinking about names uh, like a year ago. And uh, it's so hard. It's so hard coming up with a name. And they've all been used before. And, uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I think it all came from the start. It just came from, you know, the James Bond movie Skyfall. I liked how how it sounded you know kind of that kind of short kind of word or whatever and then i forgot about that and i had things with blood or whatever that it came like that this was like really me and really you know true coming from myself and then i saw the the picture that ended up on the artwork it didn't look exactly like it does on the artwork but uh the foundation of it and i saw that picture and uh you know, it was just that red color and uh, the blue color behind, and it just suddenly just struck me. Oh yeah, Sky Blood, and I suddenly just felt this guy was called Sky Blood, and it just was natural uh, to call it that. And it was to me, it was really obvious, and it 
it was cool as well because it kind of helped me to rewrite the lyrics and to write through another character even though it's kind of myself as well so so yeah i guess the skyblood thing just felt really really right when i saw that picture or that artwork skyblood is your alter ego then can you tell us who were the guest musicians on this classic yeah i mean all through the years i always done my demos myself or i kind of recorded everything myself with drum machines or roll on v drums or whatever playing bass and all that stuff but of course i knew that I, I needed some real real drummers to play this so i started recording drums maybe five six years ago i don't remember uh, because i was kind of i wanted to kick myself in the ass and start recording the album you know for myself i didn't know how to release it but i wanted to start recording it so so but i didn't have any money at the time i didn't have a budget so i couldn't really afford to just get one drummer to learn all those songs and do like a proper job it would cost too much and take too much time so i spoke to snowy Shaw, who's an old friend of mine and snowy was kind enough to play on four songs and uh, Petter Carlson, who I played with in Therion, played drums on two songs. And we had uh, Martin from uh, from Opeth, plays on one song. Uh, and now this year I recorded one more song with Sebastian Sipola, who used to play with the Grand Magus, Swedish band. So eventually we became four drummers. And uh, But on bass I have an old friend of mine, Nalle Paulson, unknown for 25 years. Nalle used to play with Therion for many years now, but he's playing with Treat again. And uh, so he's actually playing on the whole album. But he's, So he could kind of do like one song and then like a month later I would call him and send the tracks for another song, you know. So that was all good. And then I did a lot of the guitars myself. I had some guys coming in, like Marcus Udell. He, he's got a band called Avatarium. Uh, he's a great guitar player. And I had some old files from Frederick Orkeson in Opeth that he did like 10 years ago on a demo. But uh, it was like still in the same BPM and the same key, so I could keep some of that stuff because I thought it sounded really good. So he said okay to that. And then I had Christian Niemann on guitar. Christian, I played with him in Therion as well. He plays on a couple of songs. And um, yeah, that's basically it. Some, you know, I kind of did most of the rhythm guitars myself and uh, some small solo things, but you know, everything that sounds really, really good <laughs> solo-wise is someone else. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I personally think it's one of my favorite albums of 2019. It's got every, oh, cool. it's got everything uh, progressive, melodic, metalhead could and should love. It's brilliant. It's really yeah. good. Um, so, can you give us some feedback into the ideas behind two songs? First one, the the Not Forgotten, and one eye for an eye. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned those two songs because they are like 20 years old, <laughs> both of them. Uh, those are the two songs that I started writing in the late 90s. I actually remember One Eye for an Eye. It used to be called Eye to Eye. And I had that on a demo when I played with Ingrid Malmsteen. And I remember I had a couple of other songs that I brought for Ingrid that I hoped would make the album. And I played Eye to Eye as well, but I didn't, I didn't want to show him that one, but I showed it anyway, because he really liked that chorus, and he wanted us to do something with that chorus, but I kind of kept it for myself. <laughs> so I kept that for myself for 20 years, and now it's out, even though I've 
kind of rewrote parts of that song as well. But it's a really old one. Wow. And uh, it's the same with Not Forgotten. Not Forgotten was called, I just had like a work name, Gada Gada. I didn't know what to call it. And it was basically the same verse and same chorus, but it was it wasn't as heavy, I guess. It was like a bit poppier, and I could never come to terms with, well, you know, how I should finish the song. But, but you know, I rewrote, I did a new middle part for it, and I made a longer ending, and I rewrote the lyrics, and <clears throat> you know, so it eventually turned out really great, and I guess became the uh, the single of the album, I guess for which I did a real video, you know. So those are actually the two songs that are really old from the start. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you about the video because it's really addictive and that water looks freezing. Where was that? <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend of mine uh, who's an old friend of mine who's got a house and they got a lake right down their house. And I started thinking about what to do with the video. And I was, I was kind of inspired by The Perfect Drug by Nine Inch Nails. Because yeah. uh, I was just watching different videos to get inspiration, and I was watching Perfect Drug, and I kind of felt when he was in the water, yeah, that's cool. And I kind of stole that idea with the two women as well. And uh, I kind of cut together my own little storyboard video first in Final Cut Pro. Uh, and then I, I was so fortunate to have a good friend of mine who's a fantastic photographer, uh, Frederick Becker, and he was responsible for for the nice, all the nice uh, photos. And then by the end, when we were done with the video, uh, we had a coffee, me and Frederick, just when it was like edited, and we started talking about, you know, Hurt with Johnny Cash or whatever it was, when you kind of mix old footage with new footage. And I, I kind of told him, yeah, I got like three hours of old Super 8 stuff, you know, from my childhood that my father filmed. And uh, suddenly he was like, yeah, let's try that, you know. <laughs> so I imported three hours from a DVDs into my computer. I started looking for good clips to combine with the stuff that we had, you know. And uh, so that took a couple of days and I edited that and, you know, just put it on top of the other stuff I guess and uh, yeah it just it just felt good and, you know to me I didn't understand it until afterwards but to me it was kind of cool because my father is is dead you know he died six years ago and it was kind of cool to have a part of him when I finally did my solo album that he could never hear but he's kind of there you know he's the one who's filming all the super great stuff you see there
plans to try and take Sky Blood on the road or is it going to be specifically a studio release? I want to take it on the road, absolutely. But uh, I kind of, at the moment it's kind of hard because the album is not out yet, so I guess promoters and, you know, they don't really know what to expect and I haven't even showed any signs of how it will look as a live act either, you know, so it's, right now I'm kind of I'm, I'm trying to, to find some tour. I try to do festivals as well. So I'm working on it right now. The release is on Napalm Records. How pleased are you with their input into this release so far? I mean, it was... It was awesome because, uh, you know, when we split up with Cannabis, Cannabis were on Napalm Records. And uh, just a few days after we made the announcement, I think I made a Facebook post about me working on solo material because I really wanted to get back to to doing do my album, you know. But I still didn't know how to do it, how to release it, you know, through a label or by myself or whatever. So Sebastian at Napalm Records, he saw my post and sent me a mail. And uh, eventually I found out that he was like, you know, he had followed my work before, before Canamass, and uh, he was kind of a fan. So he was really interested in my stuff. So, And I had a lot of demos. So I just sent him four demos. And like 30 minutes later, I had the contract more or less. So I was lucky. You had an amazing career today but if you could choose a highlight straight away what would it be and why i always guess i always have to mention ingrid malmsteen first because it was such a big it was a big leap for me you know to play with ingrid and do my first world tour and that was 97 98 
And uh, then I had a lot of good and fun shows with Therion, you know, in, in the mid-2000s. And also, I must say, the stuff I've done with Leif Edling, you know, we did Abstract Algebra in 95, we did Crux between 2003-2012, and then obviously Candlemass. So that, and then, of course, I've done Trans-Siberian Orchestra for three years, playing big arenas and stuff that I never played before. So that's been amazing as well. So it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say one thing, but I guess if I get the most important thing was probably the English gig because that kind of put me on the map a little. Yeah, that must have been amazing. Do you still keep in touch with him? No. No. I don't think there are too many people, actually, who, who gets to talk to him, more or less. I mean, he, I think he and his family are kind of living their own life, more or less, by themselves. So uh, I haven't met him. I don't know if he's play, played here in Stockholm for a while either. I think I met him, I met him like 2008 or 2009, I remember, at the NAM convention. Uh, after that, I don't know if I met him, actually. Which track would you play me to introduce me to Skyblood, if I was totally new? Yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. Sometimes I kind of think, Out of the Hollow, uh, that's the song that's going to get released tomorrow on the third video. Out of the Hollow is the kind of, I always felt that was kind of a song that both my old Therian fans would like and probably those who like the more melodic stuff I'd done as well. Or I guess The Not Forgotten is a good track as well because, you know, you, you get it pretty fast. Uh, it's really hard to pick like one song that represents the album because the songs are kind of pretty diverse, I guess. The styles are a bit diverse as well. So it's kind of hard to find a song that is like representing the album right well, what do you think one eye for an eye. i think one eye for an eye is my favorite actually at the moment oh cool i really that's yeah, great yeah i think that's my favorite at the moment the world has changed so much especially the last 25 years are you glad you started out in the music scene when you did mm, yeah i guess so i mean starting now for the last five ten years gonna be really tough you know it's hard financially and I guess I was fortunate enough to start in a time when there was, um, you know, you could make decent money being a 100% musician. And once the whole downloading thing started and you didn't really sell records anymore, I still had some kind of career or some kind of name that still got me gigs, so to speak, you know. Uh, so I guess I was lucky that I started at the time when I started. At the same time, you know, of course, it's it's tough today as well, but I mean, it's easier for me since I have a lot of experience and I've done a lot of stuff, so it's easier for me to get certain kind of gigs, I guess, and make certain kind of money every now and then, even though, of course, this kind of thing like Skyblood is totally just from the heart and, you know, there's, there's not much money left, of course, when when I've paid for for the whole mix and the, the album and the videos and everything but but it doesn't matter because it's so close to my heart doing this so I do it for free anyway so that's cool it is like a, I mean I can't keep saying how great the album is but it is amazing there's, cool. so, there's so many 
bands coming out of Sweden um, is absolutely insane. I speak mainly to Swedish bands, to be fair, mm. which is awesome. It's just, this is yeah. so many bands, it's great. But, um, yeah, I think if I'd have been a musician or, like, yeah, I would want to be starting back in the day, not now. It's just too much. You can't keep up with it all, you know? It's insane. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so much music out there. It's so many good bands and so many... And that's what I felt as well when I did this album was that, you know, uh, if I'm going to do this, I might as well just be totally fair to myself, just do what I feel is right, just to be, uh, try to be personal, you know, try to have my own vibe. And I'm sure, I mean, it makes me really happy when, when you, for instance, and other people kind of get it, they kind of, they buy into the idea I have of mixing different genres, but still kind of the voice keeps it together and it's, you can kind of hear it's me still. Because they're not not all people think like that. I, you know, I had some reviews when they are kind of confused. Oh, he doesn't sound like that and he doesn't sound like that or he changes style from song to song. and and uh, But I kind of knew that from the start as well. You know, I'm going to burn some bridges here, but, but I hope there are some people who still like it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, it is a complete mixture, but that's what appeals. That's what makes it different to what's out there in the mainstream or, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's great. So can you tell me why we should buy Sky Blood? In my world, I always try to find bands or find music that kind of talks to me that is a bit different, you know. If you buy Skyblood, you will certainly get something that you really haven't heard before. But it's still melodic and it's still pretty decent songs, I think. Tell me, what does the rest of 2019 and 2020, what does that hold in store for you? Well, I don't know that much about 2020 yet. Uh, this year, I, uh, I'm doing some guest vocals on an album right now. Uh, old friends of mine, a band called Opera Diabolicus. They okay. did an album like six years ago. Yeah. Both me and both me and Snowy Shaw did vocals on that one. And Snowy played drums on that, and he's playing drums on the new one as well. So uh, one of the guys in Opera Diabolicus is actually from my small hometown outside of Gothenburg. So it feels really cool to be able to to help them on this album as well. So I'm kind of doing that right now, and uh, I'm co-writing some songs for another band as well i need help with some songwriting and uh, you know apart from that you know i got my family i got wife and kids so i stay pretty busy all the time <laughs> and i do impress of course with sky blood and i've been working a lot with completing the videos for the three first songs before the album release as well that has taken some time but the rest of the year is basically press and other things concerning sky blood plus finishing the opera diabolicus songs festival or small intimate gig uh well that's odd one. i probably prefer the intimate gig yeah vinyl or digital ah vinyl yeah meatballs or beer <laughs> beer <laughs> ikea or beer beer <laughs> abba or hammerfall well i think i'd get i mean hammerfall are my friends you know, I've been uh, done backing vocals on the three last albums with Hammerfall. Uh, so they are closer friends of mine, with no doubt. But, but ABBA was like a very big thing to me when I grew up. And ABBA was actually the second show I saw in concert in uh, 77. So I think I got to say ABBA there. 
Well, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Well, you know, I just hope that you guys give Skyblood a chance and listen. You need to listen to it a couple of times, but I really hope that it sticks with you and, uh, you know, I think it will last in the long run. So thanks for the support. This is Matt Slevin from Skyblood. You're listening to Metal Gods Meltdown. Thirst I have 